joining us for this mini episode of Music Raygun. My name is Paul Ciampanelli. My name is Kirk Pinchon. Let's get into it, Kirk. Yes, let's. You just came back from Chicago. I did. Had a wonderful time in Chicago, one of yeah. my favorite cities. Uh, lived there in my early 20s before mm-hmm. L.A. Loved it. And while I was in L.A., I, had, I got some news. I am going to the Anita Baker concert. That's awesome. Yeah. When is it? When is it? It is September 13th at the Greek Theater. Okay. Uh, just right up here. Mm-hmm. And uh, I will be going as the third wheel to another couple because Anne's like, I'm not going to go. Yeah. <laughs> Look, if you get a chance to go see Anita Baker, you take it. I'm going to go. I'm going to say it like this. Anita's my date. All right. She's my date for the evening. Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to be great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, don't try to tell her that because security <laughs> might drag you away. Because that will be weird. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I'm you looking just get up close to the stage. Anita. I'm, I'm here with you. Right? We we're talked together. about it. Yeah. yeah. It's, I should come up on stage, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So I think actually it's that Thursday. I think we're recording the Wednesday before. Okay. So uh, the following episode, I will, I will give deets. All right. Which will be very exciting. Cool. And the other thing I wanted to bring up that I just read yesterday mm-hmm. is it's not officially going to be because it's Hollywood. Who knows if something's going to be made? But Elizabeth Banks has signed on to star and produce in a movie about a Prince incident in 1986, which Ooh. was 1986. Prince did an MTV contest, mm-hmm. uh, contest mm-hmm. uh, win a date with Prince. <laughs> to promote Under the Cherry Moon. Okay. So it's basically, this is how old this is. They're like, call up MTV. And if you're the 400th caller, you win a date with Prince. And what it was, was they do this, uh, they do the movie premiere in your hometown. They do a concert and Prince will come and be your quote unquote date for the night. Mm-hmm. And it turned out that the 400th caller was a, uh, a, a hotel maid in Sheridan, Wyoming, who... Kind of like Prince, but was really into Rat and Motley Crue. <laughs> but the whole story of the movie is going to be about uh, Prince's uh, PR person, who's going to be played by Elizabeth Banks, okay. who like had to deal with this whole thing. And yeah. this whole big just circus of getting Prince into a town of like 10,000 people and having the concert and the premiere and like... Fixing up the uh, the hotel maid to look make it look pretty and all that. Are they going to have an actor play Prince, or is he just I, not going to appear? That's what it's going to be, which I think is a smart move. They're going to like it's, he's going to be in the ether, right, 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 kind of thing. So right. you, maybe you'll see the back he's of a, always just off screen. Yeah, right? so you'll yeah. see just you know a very high heel. <laughs> and uh, but uh, yeah, because I was like, if they're going to have someone play Prince, then this movie's bullshit. That I mean. It actually happened, according to you. That sounds made up. Yeah, no, it actually... I watched it happen. Yeah, because it doesn't seem like the type of thing that Prince would agree to do. He agreed to do it, and that's another interesting part about it, too, is like... Because Under the Cherry Moon was about to premiere. Yeah. uh, That movie was already in a little bit of trouble, because he had fired two directors and directed Uh, himself. And Warner Brothers was like, this movie kind of sucks. And the, the feeling was Prince was like... I'm going to appeal to the masses now. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. I'm okay. going to be huge. So yeah, I'll do this MTV thing. But it just, it doesn't seem natural for him. You know what? There's video of him and you can probably see it on MTV too. He's like, he comes to Sheridan. He's real charming. He's well, that's funny. That's the thing. While you were telling me the story, I was sort of thinking, I, I love Prince. I wouldn't want to go on a date with Prince. Not only because he's intimidating, but I don't know. He's just seems so aloof. 
and kind of full of himself. But we've talked about that before. Like, there's there's that side to his personality, but we also know he's like really funny. Yes, he'll play pickup basketball and talk trash. Yeah, and be exactly. Really charming. Yeah, he plays ping pong and really competitively and right shit so, like that. So if you want a date with Prince and he was in a good mood that day, it might actually be yeah. great. Apparently, by all accounts, he was like very nice and charming yeah. and like. Brought his makeup people to her house. She's oh, that's like the, sweet. Yeah, and he's like, here, just do however you want to dress pretty, and you dress her up and everything like mm. that. And she became Carmen Electra. <laughs> Fun fact. <laughs> Apparently, she still lives in Sheridan, Wyoming. She's like, it was one of the greatest moments of my life. Of course it was. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Let's mean, see Rat do that. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Name one guy from Rat. I mean, you can't. I don't imagine. The lead... Stephen... Percy? I don't fucking know. I'm going to take your word Stephen for Percy. it. Yeah. I'm going to take a look at that, but I think right. it's Stephen Percy, yeah. Well, now it's time for Don't At Me. Don't At Me. Don't At Me. Okay, Don't At Me is the part of the show when we each say a hot take or an unpopular opinion about something in music, but we don't care about anyone else's opinion, so please don't at us. Please don't. You want to go first or second this time? I went first, so uh, okay. I'll go second. Uh, I got a real simple one. All right. And I don't want all my don't at me's to be like, here's something I think sucks. Okay. So I get a positive one. Although I don't actually know if this is a hot take because I don't know other people's opinions. <laughs> this is a lot of preamble to this. The song How, Be- How Bizarre by OMC from 1996... That's a that's a great that is a great song. It makes me happy when I hear it. It's real weird. It's, <laughs> it's weird that it became a hit, but it's one of the biggest hits to ever come out of New Zealand. And uh, the lead singer of that band is dead now, so we're not getting any more OMC tracks. So let's just appreciate that song. How bizarre is an all-time bop? Don't at me. <laughs> Yay! Right. I like positive one. Yeah, positive dynamic. Yours doesn't positive. have to be, though. Shit on whoever you want. Uh, mine's somewhere in between. Okay. Uh, and it is this. Uh, of all the dudes with the last name Taylor in Duran Duran, the only <laughs> one that matters is John Taylor. Don't ask. <laughs> all right. All right. Here we go. Yep. Uh, okay, it's time to play our music trivia game. This is the part of the show when Kirk and I... Ask each other the six trivia questions on one card taken from the classic trivia board game Trivial Pursuit using the game's all-music trivia expansion set, which was published (laughs) in 1985, which means it has no trivia about any music more recent than 1985. I wrote a little intro because I feel like we never... I never really fully explained it. No, and I'm really glad you did. Yeah. (laughs) But now you have to do it every time. Sure, I'll do that. Good. It sh- should have been anyway. It really should have. I think it's real important that we mention none of the trivia we ask each other is more is more recent <laughs> than 1985. No, it is not, which yeah. makes it harder. So the fact that we average like 50% on these, I, I'm proud of that. I'm actually pretty good. I got yeah. shellac last time, but... Uh, you had an off night. I had an off night. We both have our yes. off nights. Um, hey, fun fact. Yeah. I was right. The lead singer is Stephen Piercy. Nice. Really I happy. did not think you would have yeah. pulled... Uh, even though even though you lived through that decade more consciously than I did, I wouldn't have guessed you I, knew any of the members I, uh, of Rat. I'm real, I'm real happy about that one. <laughs> All right, I'm picking this one right here. That's your box of cards, and I all right? I think yes, I'm going box. to read to you. You're going to ask first? Yes. All right. So you... You ch- can pick whatever. I mean... All right. <laughs> Paul, don't ahead. rock the boat. Uh, okay. Uh, cover notes. 
What crooner's NBC special won a 65 Peabody Award? 1965. Uh, I'm just going to go for the obvious and say Frank Sinatra. That is correct. Okay. Number two. <clears throat> Mom. Mm-hmm. What music do the sweet Adelines harmonize? What music do the sweet Adelines harmonize? Mm-hmm. I don't... I guess they're asking for a genre. Yes, they're asking for a genre. I'm going to say country and western. Uh, no. <laughs> I would have never... Barbershop quartet music. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. <clears throat> I know the song Sweet Adeline, so maybe that's... Well, I heard the name of the group and I was thinking uh, a girl singing group, which doesn't make me uh, think of barbershop quartet. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. 50s. What was Jerry Lee Lewis's first flick? High School Confidential... I Married a Monster from Outer Space, or Jamboree? Wow. I'm going to guess Jamboree. Jamboree's correct. All right. It had, I mean, it just kind of, I feel like it's I wanted it to be I Married or whatever. That would be great. I Married a Monster from Outer Space. 60s. Who called their relationship with Maharishi Mashish Yogi a public mistake in 68? Their? Who called their relationship? Uh, the Beatles. Right. Yeah. God damn it. But I was I wondered if they wanted one Beatle. Yeah. You yeah. got three. Yeah. What alphabet conscious group wrote and recorded the lexicon of love? <laughs> what alphabet conscious group? This is after the Beatles? After the Beatles. ABC. Yes, god damn it. Yeah. This card sucks. <laughs> I was thinking, well, it's 70s. Oh, wait, no, it encompasses 80 through 85. Yes, exactly. Yeah. ABC is wonderful. Anything, you got four again, or maybe five. You're going to go for five. Maybe. Who received an urn full of Polish soil from teacher Joseph Joseph Elsner before leaving his native land forever? Who received an urn full of Polish soil from teacher Joseph Elsner before leaving his native land forever? Chopin. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> because the last time I got a question about what Polish composer, and I guess Tchaikovsky, but yes. it was Chopin. Oh, so uh, I came in here so happy. <laughs> and it doesn't mean anything, but it means everything. Uh, All right, God. Yeah. Hey, take, take solace in the fact that I explained when I got that right, and it's not because I knew it, but <laughs> just because true. of last time. Take solace in that I got... Stephen Piercy, right? You shouldn't have let me pick my own card, uh, man. Yeah, that's my fault. All right. I got to get five to tie. You got to get them all right to win. Sorry. Right. We'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll ask the whole card just for fun. Yeah, because there's no way I'm getting this. Or you get all six. Who knows? Uh, cover notes. What's the parenthetical title of Paul Simon's song, 59th Street Bridge Song? Um, the parenthetical title of 59th Street Bridge Song. Um, uh, Before you answer, let me remind you, you have to get this right in order to win. <laughs> uh, there's like two songs swimming in my head. Uh-huh. So uh, give me the title. Of- yeah. 59th Street Bridge Song. And then in parentheses is what? Me and Julio down by the schoolyard. Nope. Okay, wait a minute. Even yeah. though I don't get credit, is it... Um... And I don't know. Feeling groovy. Oh, 
Okay. Yeah. What were you trying to think? I of? didn't know that was Paul Simon. Oh. I thought that was Art Garfunkel. Oh. Well. This, it's wow. Yeah. Feeling groovy was Paul Simon. Like da 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 da. Feeling da, groovy. Da. Thought that was Art Garfunkel this whole time. Art Garfunkel has a much prettier voice than Paul. Yeah, Simon. that's true. Yeah. God, I didn't know that. All right. Well, I learned something today. Uh, your mother should know. Uh, what French singing great once chauffeured his idol, Edith Piaf? <laughs> what French singing great once chauffeured his idol, Edith Piaf? I'll give you a hint. I've never fucking heard of this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, you know what? I can't think of anything. Yeah. So I'm just going to go with the, mo- the mime, Marcel Marceau. <laughs> Because I don't know anything else. Marcel Marceau. <laughs> no. no. Charles Aznavour. Nope. nope. All right. Okay. Let's see how I get. Uh, 1950s. What fabled GI sailed to Bremerhaven, West Germany aboard the General Randall? <laughs> Simply- don't, don't overthink it. The category is 50s. Oh, Elvis Presley. Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> 60s. Uh, what Sergeant Pepper cut was inspired by a Kellogg's Cornflakes TV commercial? Oh boy, I don't know, but that's my—that's the one album I like. Oh really? Yeah. So you do like some Beatles? I like Sergeant Pepper. All right, so I have something to work with, so we can do a Beatles episode. Yeah, <laughs> just just that though. I love Sergeant Pepper. Sergeant Pepper, but it's, it's like it's one of the songs on the album you might forget. Uh... So think of the question: What Sergeant Pepper cut was inspired by a Kellogg's Cornflakes TV commercial? What does Kellogg's cornflakes make you think of? Other than the cereal itself. Tony what's, the Tiger. What's on that's frosted flakes. Oh. What's on the cornflakes box? I'm really gonna hold your hand. <laughs> you really are. Well it's already over. Uh isn't is it a bird? Yeah. What kind of bird? A toucan. A no, peacock. that's fruit loops. A a, a peacock. Uh <laughs> a uh God. This is it's a rooster on the cornflakes box. Okay. All right. So then, what what Beatles song starts with a rooster crow? I don't know. And then you eat cereal in the morning. Good morning. Yes, that's the correct yeah, I'll answer. Take it. Yeah. I'll take it. I got good, you right. Good morning. Good morning. I got it. Good morning. Oh, that's a good, good song. Yeah. Uh, Do you know that song? Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. I got two. Yeah. Uh, after the Beatles, uh, what Pink Floyd LP? Uh, I, I I imagine you could get this one. What Pink Floyd LB, LP outlasted Johnny's greatest hits as the most enduring in chart history? Oh, I know what it is. I just can't remember the title of it. It's not the Wall. No, it's not the it's Wall. It's the other. It's one. the other biggest, uh, most popular. Uh, uh, Pink Floyd and Dark Side of the Moon. Mm-hmm. There it is. You got three. All, All right. right. Uh, and anything goes. This is an easy one. Right. Where would you most likely perform a dirge? At a funeral. Correct. All right. So technically, it's four to five. Yeah. Not a bad run. Right, right, right. We both did real <laughs> I well. I feel really... On paper, I looked real good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well... On paper you did, but we did record this. So. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> all right. That's it for the mini. See you all on the next regular episode. Bye. Bye.